has Bach or Baroque music influenced you at all? And how has it figured into your career as a fiddler and violinist? Yes. Names like Locatelli, Corelli, a lot of the Italian violin composers were an early inspiration for me and my own compositions, because what they were doing, I was bringing their own unique ability uh, to play violin and their brand of violin music. They were bringing that into their compositions and performing it. And essentially, if I was going to succeed with my own fiddling <clears throat> in classical music settings, I needed to do something similar. They they kind of created a, a little a bit of a roadmap for me early on during the Baroque period, especially, of course, Bach, um, who was a multi-instrumentalist. He was writing solo violin music uh, in addition to his orchestral pieces and other genres. And I wanted to do something similar with American music, um, using my various types of fiddle music language, whether it was you know the Texas old time style, the bluegrass, or the swing and jazz, and also my own progressive acoustic music stylings that I was really at the forefront of in the 1970s anyway. So all that was developing. So I wanted to create um, the developing American folk music into a developing classical music. And part of my connection there was to make classical music composition tonal again. You know, when I first looked at it in, in the late 80s, I mean, you know, if you were if you were composing something new, it was atonal. And that's what people um, expected. And that's also what they feared. <laughs> it was uh, the new stuff. And uh, I had this idea that I could open up this new bridge and bring tonal music back in using the rhythmic energy of fiddling and my own progressive style. Uh, and those early Baroque composers were a big influence for me. Let's talk about food now. Can you give us an insight into um, some of your favorites uh, for breakfast to start the day, maybe on a Sunday morning? <laughs> well, that's really, uh, I, you're asking me this question because I had the most sinfully great breakfast yesterday when I was down in Charleston visiting my daughter. And it was absolutely writing home about material here. Um, but usually I actually don't eat uh, the, the classic breakfast. Once in a while I do, but my big thing is smoothies. Mm. And I put pretty much the kitchen sink into my smoothies. I've got them down to like fine art. I can almost recite 15 ingredients that I put in there, maybe 20, but it includes, of course, apple juice, fruits of various kinds, aloe vera plant. And, so, and I've got some fish oil I put in there. I've got flaxseed oil, all kinds of goodies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, bone broth and algae. And it keeps on going. And like, I mean, somehow I end up with a blender full of this smoothie concoction when I'm home. That's one of the reasons why I love to be home and off the road. And during the pandemic, I was able to have my, at least I have my smoothie every morning. <laughs> but if it's got that many ingredients, how long does it take you to assemble and put it <laughs> together? I know this is like a 20 minute 
preparation and I do it with conviction, I'm bound and determined that this is going to aid in my health and well-being. Um, and all these are good ingredients and it tastes good. I mean, it tastes sort of like a, a shake. So that's my, that's my go-to. And then I start looking at solid foods at lunchtime. Okay. I'm not sure I've ever had anybody on Biscuits and Bach who was such a smoothie fan. So <laughs> thank you very much for sharing that. I hope you have a really good blender. <laughs> Thanks. I'm actually, right after our interview, I'm going to go upstairs to the kitchen and start on my smoothie. Well, good luck. <laughs> hope you enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mark O'Connor, for uh, joining us for Biscuits and Bach. Thanks so much.